0: What's up guys, hello and welcome to the Creativity Manifesto. I'm Alice Ladkin, I'm an artist and mum and I'm passionate about creators finding their own unique voice and building a business that is 100% them. Thank you so much for being here, I know there's loads of awesome podcasts out there so I really appreciate you checking in. Let's get into today's topic, all about niching versus personal branding. So I want to talk about this today because I feel like niching is so heavily perched but in my opinion, I feel like personal branding is way more important, especially for creatives who want to like self-represent and sell their own work. It just feels like a much more sustainable, free, flexible way of doing things. So if you listen to my episode about why being multi-passionate is your superpower, you'll know that I mentioned that niching and being a specialist is good for the big businesses, but generally not so good for the creative. I think being a creative or a person that regularly taps into their creativity is naturally more curious and open to new things and ways of expressing ourselves because it's fun and that's how our minds work. I kind of imagine creativity as a toddler, not just because I have one, but I've always kind of thought of it in this way. It just wants to play, try stuff, have fun making things. It's stubborn when it wants to go somewhere and thrives when given freedom to explore with no expectations restricting all of this creative energy and power into a box or a niche is like taking a toddler on a 10-hour plane journey with no toys and expecting him to stay quiet in his seat the whole time so this doesn't mean that the only way to nurture your creativity is to let it run completely wild some boundaries and gentle restrictions can actually be awesome for creative flow and if you're someone who gets paralyzed with too much choice sometimes limiting your options can help Narrowing your creativity into a very specific niche and building your entire business structure around it can sometimes be a house of cards, especially if you're a multi-passionate. Let's explore what a niche actually is. According to Google, it means denoting products, services or interests that appeal to a small specialized section of the population. In business and marketing terms, this sounds great. Having a clear niche can mean that people understand very quickly what you're about. They can make a quick decision about whether they want to find out more or connect with you. And things just feel simpler in a way. Things are easier to understand and people know where to put you. However, my main issue with niching is that it can separate you from the art. Some people might like this. You might be listening to this right now and going, yeah, that's fine. That works for me. And for example, if you want to work with gatekeepers, such as galleries and publishers, having that separation might just work for you. The art is this separate entity that stands on its own. It's all about the art, the product, and not so much about you. When I heavily niched my business, I've done this a couple of times, I attracted a lot of people very quickly. However, I also lost a lot of people very quickly because when my business evolved, they had no connection to me whatsoever. They just had a connection to the niche, which is fine. I made money, but I had no creative freedom within the businesses I built. And that was really, really important to me. It does depend on the kind of business you want to build. Most creatives, I think, do crave some creative freedom and room to grow. The power, I think, is when you can shapeshift, explore, and go through the seasons of creativity and life and still hold their attention. That power is personal branding. Imagine having a business where no matter what you make, what offers you create and art you explore, the demand is there, or at least the curiosity and intrigue is there. You can have choice, freedom, and flexibility when it comes to niching and building your business. You can also pivot and evolve without having to build from scratch every single time. Your audience flows with you. So how can this actually apply to business? In my opinion, branding is less about like colors and logos and, you know, superficial things like that. It's more about how you make people feel. So I've got five tips here when it comes to personal branding. Number one, have an overarching theme such as creativity or empowerment, for example. Everything you put out into the world should ideally fit within this theme. If you're struggling to pinpoint your theme, consider your core values everything should make sense together. And think about how do these things make you who you are? Number two, narrow down deep in one to three areas of your life that you're super comfortable sharing. This gives the perception that you're sharing more than you actually are. You don't need to like overshare and share everything to be authentic, quote unquote. And I highly, highly encourage you to set boundaries. For example, you could be super open about your process or your home and studio, but not share any details whatsoever about your relationships or private life. Number three, let your personality drive your brand. If you're a quirky, sassy, open-minded person with a dark sense of humor, for example, don't put out this stuffy, boring content with zero personality, because that's who you will attract. Number four, consider your target audience. Who do you actually want around you? Who do you want to connect with and or work with? Personal branding is still about understanding your audience and what they want, but everything is driven by you and what you put out into the world. And number five, always be true to yourself and be confident about it. Diversity is standing for something and being true to yourself keeps things fun, interesting and sustainable, especially when you're creating content. There's many places for creating and building your personal brand. It's not just online, it's offline and in person too. It's essential that your branding is authentic because if someone connects with you online and then meets you in real life and you're a totally different person with totally different beliefs, it could harm your brand. You could host workshops or events. You could collab with someone on an event or offering, network at events, blog, host a podcast, be interviewed on podcasts, take advantage of email marketing and utilize social media. Personal branding is essentially just putting yourself out there in a way that's authentic and comfortable to you and building a business and income streams around you rather than building a business around the specific niche or product you're offering. Hopefully that makes sense. So if you're multi-passionate or you want to do lots of different things within your business without having to keep everything separate because that can just become a total nightmare and really confusing, personal branding is what joins the dots and helps everything make sense and flow. This doesn't just mean showing your face all the time, although You know, someone seeing the face behind the business can help build more of a connection. It's more about how you show up, your personality, how you write, what you put out there and why, and what you stand for. Having the overarching theme and establishing your core values can help direct the flow. You might grow quicker, focusing on a specific niche, but if you're a creative who wants freedom, flexibility, sustainability, and space to explore in your business, in my opinion, focusing on personal branding is just the way to go. As always, I'd love to know what you thought about this episode. Details in the description if you want to get in touch. Thanks so much, guys. See you next time. Bye.